You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from our friends. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith and conversations with friends about fears we were given and ways that we are finding power, love, and sound mind. Y'all, one of my goals, is it a goal? Wish, want, want. One of my wants for this podcast is for it to be what it is and evolve as it should. And so there was a good long while where I was very scheduled and ahead of the game. And maybe I will be again someday. But for right now, I'm just going with what I feel and enjoying the freedom to talk about whatever, whenever it comes up. And this episode is a perfect example of why I am loving this method of madness. This is another group effort and it is so good. It is for colored girls. It is for us, by us, and it's a solid two hours. So I'm going to stop talking here very soon. But I have to say that I had such a good time during. I laughed so much while I was editing it. And I'm just really proud of this episode and so very thankful that Mary, Ashley, and Gael said yes, and I think you will be too. I guess, trigger warnings, this episode does contain the N-word and a whole lot of honesty. So all I can say is brace yourself and you're welcome. My name is Mary Benson. Mary Omalade Benson, ooh, I, I don't run it. Jimmy runs it because I don't do nothing really but talk. But we do a podcast called A Drink with the Bensons. Yes, always. It's really nice. I'm coming from a background from mega church, wave church. Yeah, uh-huh. I was how many years there? Probably, I think it was 12. 12 years there. Drank the whole Kool-Aid, did the whole bit. 12 years, uh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I went to a wave church and what else is there? I make shea butter and soaps and I think that's it. Well, what is it? Oh, what's the, what's the good thing about being a black woman? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to pick one. The Right? The, uh, right? Right? <laughs> Just the, the, the diversity, the diversity, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and the fact that everyone came from us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I could have me a white baby if I wanted to. I could have me Chinese (laughs) if I wanted to. Because you know what I'm saying? So um, that's that's what I love. The fact that we can be able to do our hair any type of way. I could straighten it and look like you, Becky. I could curl it up and look like you, Naomi. You know what I'm saying? That, I love that. I always loved that in high school. It's just like, oh my gosh, I your hair looks great and it's straight, but I just love the fact that when I want to curl it up, she go, where we going today? I want to weave in and it stay in. It don't slip out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My cornrows stay in. I don't need no gel. What else do I like about being a black woman? The, I think that was one thing. I was allowed one thing. That was, it, the that was a good one. That's that was a good, a good one. one. I am Ashley Thomas, and I, you know, spent a long time in church, mega churches, and Christian nonprofits, and Christian higher ed. Uh, More recently, I've moved towards being in the corporate world where nobody cares if I'm queer, so we really thrive in. And I, I, I think for me, I would still consider myself 
Christian, but loosely. Cause what does that mean? What does that word mean? And so like, I hate saying it because I feel like all of this baggage comes with it, but I think like, I still fucks with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I feel like that's kind of the space that I'm in. Um, I think my favorite thing about being a black woman is I hate like the black women are resilient trope because I think it's like not totally real, but I think that there's like a resilience in black women's laughter. And I feel Mm. like whenever I go to spaces with black women, this is what happens. It just is like beautiful. I feel like you never meet a stranger. It's like, I already feel like I know all of you. And I don't think that there is any culture where that exists in the same way that it Mm. does with black people, where we're Mm -hmm. just feel a kinship. Mm -hmm. We feel like we have always known each other. And I think it only really truly happens when we're in these spaces that are intentionally for us. And so I think, I think, I think there are a lot of reasons why I love being a black woman, but I think like just that community laughter resilience is probably my number one. Nice. I do love that too. Mm -hmm. That's like, Maybe I was gonna say that before. I'm You're just taking words right out of my mouth. Like uh, anyway, I'm Gael. I live in South Carolina, in uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. So like the hottest part of the state. <laughs> I come from the International Churches of Christ, and I had been a part of that since 2004. My husband and I both decided to leave in 2020. But if you ask me personally, I had been gone for a long time. (laughs) Just sitting there, (laughs) just sitting there wondering when my body is going to go with my mind (laughs) and just... <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I had been I had been pretty involved in that church for a really long time. A lot of my identity was enmeshed in that. So, I'm still in a process of trying to figure out who I am outside of the church, but still I guess in trying to align with Jesus cuz I feel like I've given up on the church, but I'm not particularly no longer believing in God or Jesus. However, that can be kind of touchy also with, you know, gestures at everything. <laughs> My favorite thing about being a black woman, I think I love how how much we know and not know as in scholastically, academically, or even like, you know, just it's a different kind of smart. And let me explain how I mean, if we are in a room together with, you know, the eight and a half by 11s and something, you know, something off happens, right? And it's not very obvious, but it's off. We give each other that look of color because <laughs> we know. We might not know exactly what it is to put our finger on it, but we know something is off. And that sense of knowing as a Black woman has, every time that I have leaned into that or like gone with that gut feeling, it has saved my ass it has saved my family's ass. It has saved somebody else's ass. It saved asses time and time again. <laughs> That's and it. It saves asses. It's, 
the black woman Love knowledge. It. Like I, I could not, I could not explain it in any way other than I know because I'm a black woman. <laughs> and there's, it, it gets all the weird looks. It gets all the you know weird reactions. But you know, like I'm, I'm talking and you guys are nodding your heads. Like you know. So yeah, that's so probably definitely. my my favorite thing. I love that. I love that because that's that's like that's that's going non physical right there. That's when I get all the tinglys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We talking about quantum entanglement, all of that. That's when maybe we get the mm-hmm. tinglys. You know, that's what that is. <laughs> it really is because it's like it's something that we connect with, and we're like, well, <laughs> when someone walks in a room and they and they they ain't right, you what know, this, look, you we know. And and it's new, if you don't say anything and then it comes it like comes to light for everybody else, you just sit back and you're just like <laughs> right? I knew it. I'd be telling people, I'd be telling people, and I'd be like, wait till you see. They'd be like, I don't know, actually. I'd be like, okay. Okay. Bet that there was a little racist over there. Don't like Right, right. Like, Let's wait go. till we see. Okay. Right. And then I pull out my receipts. Lo and, and behold. <laughs> And you sitting back pretty. Ashley sitting back in the seat saying, I told you so. In that 67 degree weather. Mm. <laughs> right. We ain't letting you lift that down, Ashley. Not one bit. Not Put one bit. that sweater on. Right. All comfy and cozy. <laughs> True. Where's your hot chocolate, girl? <laughs> it's okay. I get it. I get it. I am Janice Pagata. And I, so many things, but I love the genius of black women and and especially when that genius is showing up in in humor like i just think black people in general but black women specifically are just like the funniest people the humor just it's just unmatched you just can't and i think a lot of that so much of humor comes from from dark places and from from sadness and you know the darker emotions and we're just handed so much of that just just out the gate and then just just progressively through life and if we didn't know how to laugh we would have disappeared and just been destroyed so long ago but we just take we just take the worst of things and just make the best of it and we just find a way to laugh and mm-hmm. i i love that so much um, so even even this episode like all the stuff was just happening and i mean <laughs> Hell in a handbasket. We've been in the handbasket for a while and, you know, getting progressively closer to hell. Um, so I was like, I just really want to talk to some black women who are on some of these same pages, who are seeing some of the same ridiculous stuff that I'm seeing, not just in the world, but in our world, like our little corner of the Internet that we <laughs> that we see and that we inhabit. We just we're just seeing different things and seeing things differently. So I was like, I just want to talk to. Some of the women who I like, who like secretly in my head, are my friends. And so a couple of weeks ago, Ashley and I were invited to be on another podcast as part of a panel about Buffalo. And then people just, stuff just didn't come together. But I got a little irritated. It was very much coming from a, from a white perspective and kind of like, how, what can we do? And some of the people who couldn't make it, wonderful people, talk about decolonization and all of this stuff. I'm like, Buffalo, this was a very, this happened to Black people. This is affecting us. And we are, 100% of the Black people you invited to be on this panel are here on time. Like, we're ready to go. But somebody else can't make it. And y'all are like, oh, 
yeah, let's not do it. Let's 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 reschedule. And yeah, I was just like, huh? Because I'm, I don't, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure if either one of us had dropped out and other people could make it, the show would have gone on, right? Thanks. So I was just like, huh? But then also, I was like, well, I don't even really want to have these conversations anymore for the sake of white people. I don't want to think about white people right now. I don't want this to be for the white gays. I don't want to talk about how we can fix it because if I'm honest, I don't think we can. Not we. This is this is not a black problem. This is not this is not on us. It's not on me to give you solutions. We've told y'all everything. We've we've given you the lists of of the books and the podcasts and, and the newspaper articles. And here's here's the reading. Oh, you don't want it from us? Here are the white people who have written the books that you know, break it down for you. Here, here are all the things. We've done all the things. We clapped for, oh, you posted the square? You did that for me? We've done it all. And y'all aren't changing. I've changed. I've done my research. I've learned more than I ever wanted to know. And, you know, like James Baldwin said, like to be black and conscious at all is just to walk around and just be in a rage. And so... Yeah, at this point, I'm like, no, I am, I am enraged, and I don't feel particularly compelled to try to change that, uh, to not be mad, and so I just wanted to talk to some of the people who get it, who are who are in the spaces that I'm in, and just talk about what's going on and and how we're doing. So, how how are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm chilling in the cosmos, because America's ghetto as hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I'm out there chilling. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. Like when I started like looking into it, like I was talking to you before I was, you know, looking at all the information. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? But I started realizing like I started getting into that like deep depression. And I didn't realize it until I think it was one day I'd gotten off from, you know, working. And usually me and my kids, we do like dancing. When it's dinner time, you know, we start dancing Afro beats or whatever. So I was like, yeah, put the Bluetooth on. We finna get ready. And, you know, it's just muscle memory. I just turned on Instagram. And I saw I saw another massacre. And I just, like, broke. Dance is over. I'm not cooking. Jimmy, go make your quesadillas. I'm in this room right here crying. <laughs> I was crying. And I came, I, I came back out after I... Because usually I always have to do inner work. I'm Pisces. If I start crying, I won't stop. I got to do my inner work and say, Mary, okay, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I came out and I could tell, like, my kids were all concerned. Like, what happened to mommy? And Jimmy's like, what's going on? And, I, and then I started realized, yo, you, got, you need a mental health break, you know. I kind of feel like America's a boil. Like, you know, those the festering ones. The ones that you can't even find the... Um, in Yoruba, we call it kolojutu, which means it doesn't have an opening. It's just this big, nasty, swelling, hot. We don't even know what's growing under there, right? But it's about to explode because now everybody exposed. Y'all bitches exposed. We know y'all motherfuckers now. Okay, before in the 80s, because I'm an 80s baby, before in the 80s, y'all hit it real well. God bless America. Put Bruce Springsteen on the stage. You know, got us all singing the American anthem. All the while, y'all was killing black and brown people in the cut. And y'all was having us distracted, okay? But now you can't do that no more. The boil is about to explode. And all of this shit gonna come out. You know, I mean, it's already coming out. 
I feel as though usually boils happen because they need to rid the body of toxins, right? So I kind of feel like the body is getting, America is getting rid of, it's, it's coming to a boil because we're, we're done. You've gone too far. Not only that, me, you know how I am. I kind of feel like, you know, when y'all came in and was killing off indigenous folks, y'all ain't know y'all was putting whole ass curses right up on your head. You ain't know that. You ain't know that. But here we are. And all your, you know, I'm calm down, Mary. But what I'm saying is that, like, I kind of feel like now it's festered enough and now it's coming out and it's coming to a head. And, you know, in the medical field, what you do with a boil after you, after all of the grossness comes out, you put the antibiotics, you start the healing. And I kind of feel like that's what a lot of black and brown people were doing. Because a lot of times before they was putting us against each other. We were so busy fighting with each other that we didn't really know what was going on. And so now, you know... Trump's bitch ass got in the office and everybody started holding on to each other. Says, come over, come, come hold my hand. You know, like we can't fight. We can't fight. We are, you know, this dude right here, that, that is the boil. And now it's time. Well, there's still shit coming out. Actually, there's still shit coming out. The healing ain't happened just yet, but there's still some more shit. And after all of that shit comes out, I kind of feel like some sort of healing will start, whether it's individually, like, you know, COVID had people, going within, you know, you know, making sure their mental health is on point. We weren't thinking about mental health like that. And so I feel like if it's not like, you know, nationally, it's definitely going to be like individually. I look like she, <laughs> she's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that boil analogy is spot on, but I kind of feel like, you know, us as brown and black folk trying to, apply antibiotics and ointments and all that it's like maybe it'll you know stave it off for a little bit but I feel like it's I feel like this country is going to decay it's just like the boil is just the first sign of decomposition (laughs) but I mean how am I doing like I'm I'm honestly like so anxious every day And it was, you know, anxiety has already been a thing that I've lived with for a long time, but there are things that happen in the news or around me that just, you know, make it, magnify it, make it more tangible, these feelings. And rather than being a functional anxious person, sometimes I'm just like, like this morning, I was just standing in my kitchen, just not knowing <laughs> where to go, what to do, because I just kind of feel like everything is a butterfly effect. And, you know, going from, going from, oh man, like that sucks that that thing happened to those people to this might be the last time that I see my daughter today, sending her off to school. She's six. Or like, let me, let me be on high alert at this grocery store or at the, we go to the YMCA almost every day or, you know, anywhere we go or even in my home. Let me just look out the window every once in a while to see who's walking around because we're not safe in our homes either. Just that stuff has, has me on level 15 out of 10. And and I do, I do recognize that a lot of that has to do with like what I'm consuming. Like I, I mindlessly open Instagram too. I'll mindlessly, 
you know, check out, um, cause I follow like a lot of like news things on Instagram or whatever. And, and sometimes I'm just like, man, like if I just, like I had recently deleted my Facebook app, I still have a Facebook account for other reasons, but, but that has, that had for a time lifted a lot off my shoulders, but at the same time, like it was only temporary. <laughs> so part of me is just like, man, like, where's the balance between, you know, knowing enough to be able to like, I guess, you know, feel like I'm protecting my family or, or at least like being aware of things and the balance between that and like, you know, trying to save my sanity. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just soaking in as much as I can with my family. And even that's hard sometimes because my, you know, my kids have their individual things that are going on with them. And even though they're small, like, you know, they, they don't, they don't really, they're not really in touch with what's going on. So, you know, me wanting to cuddle is just my middle child's like, get the hell away. <laughs> I'm like, but, but I love you. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm thinking about a lot. It takes me forever to fall asleep. It's so hard to focus on anything. And even with that, like that's, that's a whole nother conversation is like my mental health, I feel like is a joke to mental health professionals or medical professionals. It's like, I've been, I've been trying to figure out like what's going on with me for six years, ever since my daughter was born, I've been off and I've taken this medication and that medication, seeing this specialist and that therapist. And, and I just feel like I'm talking to a brick wall every time and not even with my mental health, but like my physical health too. Like I've had, there was an issue I had for years that doctors were just like, hmm, we'll just, you know, I'll just wait a little bit and see what happens. Maybe it'll go away. And it, and what's so fucking frustrating is that it did go away. <laughs> and so they're just like, see, and I'm like, no, that's not how it was supposed to go. You were supposed to pay attention to me and not just wait for me to either die or for it to go away. But anyway, all that to say, I'm all over the place. As you can tell, that's how I'm feeling. You're amongst friends. Thank you. I too am a Pisces. So once I start crying, it never stops. So I think when I first heard the news, I like almost disassociated. Like I'm like, certainly this thing didn't happen. Like I almost feel like my brain couldn't comprehend it. And normally like I'm very emotional about, I can't even watch like police shootings. I will like rage at anyone on Instagram who posts without a warning. And like, so I was like, uh, certainly this thing happened. And so I almost felt numb, nothing. Uh, but of course that's like not true. And it was just like nagging on me for, for days. And then my therapist is a black woman. And if you believe in therapy and you're black, go to a black person a black woman, if you're a black woman, because uh, there are a lot of things I never have to explain to my therapist that I will just tell her a story and she'll be like, yeah, 
that's some bullshit. She doesn't really cuss. But but I think what like so what we landed on that I was like struggling with, what put words to is I shouldn't have known what those people were doing at that goddamn store. There was like a dad buying a cake. I should not know that his six-year-old had a birthday. That is not actually information. I should have never known that detail about that person's life. And so that is where I like kind of come to terms with like where my rage is that like you only know what people are doing when people unjustly kill them. So like police brutality, I know that someone, Jockham was eating ice cream in his house when he was, I should not know that. I should not know that that man was eating ice cream. And so I think that that's like, I, I think, I think anger is a secondary emotion. And so I'm like, not really angry. I'm like hurt. I'm like exhausted. I'm sad. But I think like at this juncture, it feels very ragey to me. I feel a lot of rage. I feel a lot of rage towards white evangelicals, which just exists all the time. But like, particularly as we talk about gun violence, um, it feels like a special kind of rage. And I appreciate what you said about earth being ghetto, because you know that meme where that girl is like, earth? is ghetto i wanna leave i just listen to that over and over again and i follow someone named amber abundance and they have a highlight where they did kind of a a spoof broadway play of that and explaining it's amazing it's amazing and so i think also i'm feeling a lot of rage and anger and i'm trying to find spaces of joy and rest also and i am really lucky that my white friends Maybe it's that I've trained them. Maybe they've done their own work, but they just Venmo me for food. They're just like, they're like, oh, you're struggling. They don't ask me questions. They don't ask me to teach them. They don't ask me to talk about what's going on. They send me a Venmo and say, if you need me, we got you, but buy yourself some eat. Make sure you eat. And so. Can your white friends be my listen, white friends? No. Right, right. I'll 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 need a white friends. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, or can you train my white friend? <laughs> listen, listen right now. That is a course worth buying. I got you right now. How does listen right now. Black if friend. you are white on this podcast and you have black friends Avatar, experiencing girl. police brutality, shootings, don't ask them to do work. Venmo them. And don't and don't Venmo them hoping that they teach you. Just fucking feed your friends, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Especially black women, because we be doing the most. Yes, and we like to eat. And we like to eat. And so I I think that that's so... And then I think I'm, I'm fearful. My partner is white and has done all of the grocery shopping because I just can't bring myself to go. I can't go. I can't do it. I like, it makes me sick to my stomach. I'm like, we had to go shopping before we went away for the weekend to go to like a getaway house where we just like were in the woods in a house and it was amazing. And we had to go to the grocery store before. And I was like, am I going to have to go into this grocery store? And luckily she's amazing and she knows that I can't do it. And so it's not a question. She just goes and does it. But like, I shouldn't be afraid to go to the grocery store. I should just be able to go pick out my produce. And so I think those are some of the feelings, like mixture of fear and rage and trying to still find joy and healing because I'm also not going to let this country kill me. So I think that that's also where I've landed. This country is not going to kill me. And so I have to find pockets of rest and joy because for me, all of that manifests in my body. 
Yeah. I think I'm there with like this country. It's not going to kill me. But also with the caveat that, but it might. And so I need to, I need to just live my life and I need to enjoy my life as much as I can. And I need to do what I want to do because it literally for any reason, for no reason at all, could just be over tomorrow. Like that guy also, like there's no, there's no safety, not outside, not inside, not, not at school, not at work, not the grocery store, not your house, not sleeping, not minding your business. It's just so like when Mary, you know, when you said it's, it's like a boil, and I'm like, once the boil bursts, is there any America once the boil is gone? To me, I'm like, no, it's it's all boil. Like it was it was born a boil. It Say it again, <laughs> say it again. That's a true statement. Yeah, I just don't I just don't have hope for like America. And even mm. I thought, yeah, like, like yeah, my mental health, it it is a joke because it's like you go in it just feels silly sometimes. It's like, how am I dealing with my little whatever? And meanwhile, I could have a breakthrough here and then walk out on the street and it's over. Like, it's just, as Black women, you know, we have every, every reason to try to make things better. And we, we do. And we do that work. But we can't, we can't do it. Like, we can't fix it. Even if we got, gave you all the answers, Again, tomorrow. Here is the checklist of things to do. We're not in the position to check those boxes, right? To do the things on the list. So we're still at the mercy of the system and the people who are running it. And it just it just feels it just feels maddening. It's like this is insane. Like we just keep yelling the same things at the same people. And everybody's like, you know, I don't know. You know, Joseph, Joseph Biden has been rightfully so getting taken to task on Twitter when people are like, like, he's really up there. Like, who's who's in charge? Who? <laughs> I'd like to have a word with the president. Not his ass. <laughs> he ain't in charge. <laughs> right. Not his ass. Can, can anyone put me in contact with the person? Right. I think Mitt Romney's in charge. Who runs this country Somebody. anyway? No. I don't understand not, what's not going Mr. on Biden. We just need to vote. He got in. We just need to vote, you all. That's like what we need to do is vote. <laughs> and you know then what I'm saying? Last time I checked, we was again. voting for our Bernie, and they did what they did. We were like, doing Bernie, and don't they tell slid me to him vote. to the side. They really did. They slid they him really to the side did. and brought Biden. You can tell Biden we weren't going to notice either. They were like, "Oh, just you know, here's Joe." Do you remember Joe? You'll never know the times. We, right. <laughs> he's Joe. He's the best the friend of the rock. You remember Joe? He's basically black. I remember him when he said he said we was coming to get his wife and kids in the 80s. I remember him from then. I said, wait a minute, we done put money to Bernie. We done raised look, my husband was near tears. Cause we put money at Bernie. Like we was like you know, it kind of gave us confidence. What gave me confidence was, you know, when AOC got in there, I, I said, all right, y'all finna get I do love her. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's taking a long time. It's taking so long. It's 2022. If Joe Biden hears this, I just need him to know. Nigga, we heard you say you were gonna give us reparations. We heard you say you were gonna take away student loans. That's it. That's it. Cancel that motherfucking loan. 
They already started calling me May 1st. I say, y'all bitch asses is getting nothing. <laughs> Put me in, what do they call it? The firmest status until further notice. Because <laughs> y'all not getting my coins. Forbearance, forbearance forever. Mm-hmm. For real. <laughs> my cousin out here, a medical doctor in England, she ain't got a, 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 she ain't pay a dime. And I'm out here in these streets. Yeah, I just got my little pretty. biology degree. But I had an old half a house. <laughs> For what? To start making shea butter. To make my own business. I was, hey. Because y'all was playing around. I said, y'all can kiss my ass. Well, I'll make I mean, shea to butter. be fair, I do look at the labels of the things I buy. And if it's said, Mary has a degree in biology. I will 100% buy Agreed. the shape. But you're going to buy it anyway because I was black. That's true. You got to support, true. you know what I'm saying? That is true. <laughs> Best days of our lives. Let me tell you that. And no cap, Mary Shea Butter is, is good. Noted. I need to get some. <laughs> Ain't nothing like it. 25% off. God is not given. If you put in the coupon code. You got to drop the link. That's it. That's it. JamiaMary's.com. But Biden, right, you need to do something. Period. Get on my damn nerves. And he old too. Like he tired. You know what I'm saying? It's not he just is, him. He, all of them. All of them. All of they them. are all tired. Old. And I'm like, but Joe specifically is like a fun old. Like <laughs> we don't need a fun old right now. But he is. Joe Biden fun is old. like people are yelling like you need to do better. And he's, he's like, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> That's the person. That's the person that's running America. Like, okay. I, I, there needs to be age limits. Don't know. Like you're not. Really you're not do. even gonna be here, and you're making decisions yep. about things you don't yep. understand. Well, and not right. to be ageist, but I'm like, when you were my age, we were like 30 years away from the internet. So mm-hmm. now you're making decisions, and and we have the internet, and mm-hmm. you're and like I'm in my 30s. And when mm-hmm. you were in your 30s and 40s, there was no internet. How are you mm-hmm. making laws on my behalf when you were my age right. in the prime of your life and right. you ain't have these things we have? I right. just, it, and also, guys, Mitch McConnell is a turtle and he's gonna live out. Oh my gosh, he's a nasty little tortoise. He's a tortoise. He's a tortoise. The tortoise is more wrinkly. Mr. McConnell still looks spry to me. Maybe out here, 150 years old. I'm like, sir, how old are you? <laughs> they asked to be 150 years old crossing the street, bass love. Galapagos <laughs> tortoise. From specifically the Galapagos. And oh my God. How I is just he can't still here? Look, I'm about to sprinkle some monkey dust on him. Do my little, uh, please. Do my little spell work. And, and sprinkle some monkey <laughs> dust on him. Yeah. Yeah. Take him to the Galapagos Islands, somewhere where the tortoises live. But all these people, all these people living this long, like just living, you're not living too long. You just shouldn't be in these jobs. Be as old yeah. as you want, just just not yeah. here. But yeah, right, just is, you know. This is why I don't I don't be believe retired. in the Illuminati. I don't believe in hackers. I don't uh-huh. believe in assassination like i'm like this stuff is not real because somebody at some point would have stepped up and been like this is all ridiculous 
we right. need to move these people out of the way. <laughs> and so the fact that nothing, yeah. nothing is happening to any of these people, they are yeah. just going on doing what they want to do. I don't even understand. It's like, what, what do you guys want? Cause again, you're not, you're not long for this earth. Like, you I don't, think they don't want to let go. Everything. I mean, that's what it is. Right. They don't want to let go of their power. They want right. to hold on to it, and they want to give it down exactly. to people who look like, like them, them, are like Fact. them, and they'll do anything to make sure that that doesn't happen. And they don't actually care about America uh, for what America really is, which is mm-hmm. all of us. They care about the America that were colonizers and. Right enslaved people and committed genocide that's like what they want to uphold mm-hmm. not realizing everybody else is trying to get somewhere better yeah because everybody else wasn't even supposed to really be trying like we were supposed to still be supposed to be you know men's property and just you know stuff like that and so the fact that we're like clawing our way out of that mm. and trying to get away from that um that era in our life and not only that but trying to flip everything around so that we can have a seat at the table mm-hmm. they're just like ain't no room because <laughs> it wasn't designed yeah. for mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. in the first place I but they asked you shouldn't you shouldn't be allowed to be in office if you were a young adult when black people weren't allowed to vote Ooh, that's so good, Ashley. You smart. Because I've been thinking about my uncle, and my uncle, he died, but he would have been in his 80s. And my uncle, most of his adult life, was not allowed to vote. And so I think about, wow. like, I mean, he'd be closer to 90, but I think about my uncle who, like, like didn't vote until he was a young adult. And even still, it was dangerous because he was from, like, Arkansas, right? And so I think about, like, he is the age or close to the age of people who are in office. And so there are people in office when they were young adults. We're not talking about children. We're talking about young adults. People that they work with now were not allowed to vote. And you're telling me that person gets to make decisions for me and they're a part of the party Uh that tried to uphold that? Get the fuck out of here. Ashley, that's it. Ashley, that's it. That's it right there. That goes and solves the whole problem. Mitt Romney, get your bitch ass (laughs) off the stage. Um, but that's the thing about black women. We be knowing. We be knowing. We are sages. We're sitting here like we're already like we're preaching to the choir over here. Like it's it's this is this is where that whatever podcast Janice was supposed to be on, Janice and Ashley. This is where they were supposed to come. Like they weren't supposed to be hosting anything. Yes. You should have invited them in here uh, and just no. muted all their mics. No, and off all their <laughs> channels. And I just like, this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. And don't open your mouth but, until yeah. I ask you the questions. As a matter of fact, is it too late to send an invite? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them here. You don't want them here? <laughs> no. I'm good. Not to pivot this, but nice you know, I definitely think of the white deconstruction space is fascinating to me mm. because that's what the people sure. we're talking about, right? It's that's a, the people we're talking about. Like, girl. Yeah. It's uh-huh. fascinating to me. And a lot of times I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. A lot of times I don't know. I want to know, know when everybody here, like, maybe I'm the latest to the party. But I want to know, like, when y'all found Deconstruction Instagram or whatever 
that corner of the internet. Joshua Tree. Um, oh, you see, okay. I, I just be living. And all my friends always joke that, like, <laughs> I, like, always feel like I've been a deconstructionist because I always got in trouble for questioning and being like, mm, that don't seem right. Right. So I think I always kind of, in myself, believe in deconstruction. I also believe in, like, healing. And some people come in the deconstruction space, they never healed mainly white people and then they be wilding out in this space but uh, i got stories upon stories (laughs) somehow one day i found joshua tree and i said "Mm, mm, 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 mm. why are they talking to black women like this what 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 why are they oh oh we just jealous Oh, oh okay i'm gonna tell you right now there is no one in this world i think is more beautiful my partner knows this. It is what it is than black women. Like you're telling me. Say it again. Me, Say it again for the women, back. Keep it back. I just think black women are interesting, beautiful. Oh, there is there isn't even like a monolith of what black women look like. You can be right, the, the right. You can be the lightest. I'm sorry we just, for class. We're beautiful. Y'all. And these Joshua Tree women were trying to convince me, me, that I want to look like them, and I don't want to be rude. Some of them are ugly. Some of them are ugly. Oh, Some of them you are say just it, say ugly. It. Yep. Okay. No, they're That's ugly. It, ugly. You're not cute. You're skinny. You're not cute. You're skinny. Your face is ugly. And That's I don't want to. I don't want to tear down women. You know. That's like, right. You like people probably. No, think you ain't tearing down. Say your truth, yeah. But for you to say these black women who I'm look, I'm clicking on their profiles. I'm like, you're cute. What, what you mean? The fuck? What you mean is you. What you meant to say is you're skinny and you have blonde hair. You, you're right. Um, or 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 and your breast pain. Like, <laughs> or you're like one eighth a person of color and you feel like oh you want to make me look, feel rage you want to make me feel the rage spicy white though no, no, she the got, ones no, that look white and they'd be like i'm i'm fully white and fully brown tell me one time you were discriminated against in the last 33 Ooh, years yeah. of your life because right. you're not you're just right. not, not uh, right. you're not and and so I think the Joshua Tree thing was kind of like the Joshua thing really like pushed <laughs> me into it. I'd been like kind of following, but uh, I think for me it, it, that was like the thing that I was like, oh, we gotta shake this space up. I'm not about to follow this nonsense. We gotta shake it up. We gotta do better because this is not what deconstruction looks like. This is what purity culture looks like. You was you was sending to me. <laughs> I'll oh take it. Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> Ashley. I'm giving her water and putting her towel around her neck. That's right, Ashley. Get their asses. Oh my yeah, God. For me, I didn't like I didn't when I started my account, I started at the same time as this podcast. And I feel like I either didn't even know the word deconstruction or had just learned it. And it was just like I'm just leaving. I've just left church and I'm just trying to figure out what this what this next part of my life looks like. And so I like people like, like God is great, right? Has obviously been out there for years. And she was someone who I just never, never followed her. Like I knew she existed and she was there. So I was just like, this is just not my, not my vibe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For whatever Mm -hmm. reason, most of the people that I was listening to initially were white men, like these guys Mm -hmm. who had come out. And part of it, I think, when I think about it now, I'm like, oh, I think part of it is just because those are the voices I was used to. Mm-hmm, and it kind of mm-hmm. gave it like credibility yeah. that like, oh, they're mm-hmm, thinking exactly. yeah. these different Condition, things too. Yeah. So it kind of gave me permission, you know, to be like, oh, okay, I can explore these things. 
And then just from that, like, I guess the community I got most kind of hooked in with was Dirty Rotten Church Kids. And mm-hmm. from there, and then being on their podcast, and that introduced me to a lot of, of that community. Yeah, then I was just, just kind of in it and not really not really paying that much attention. Like, I'm just doing my thing and I'm just following who I like and, and whatever. And then Joshua Tree, for me, it was like, oh, okay, now I kind of need to make a decision because let's be honest about it, right? If you're trying to build a platform and you're trying to get into these spaces, it's who you know, right? And you want to be making the right connections. Right. And so it's like, all right, God is great. is a big deal in this world. <laughs> Do I want to burn this bridge before it's even a bridge? And it was like, yeah, because I don't like <laughs> I don't like these women, and I don't I don't want to be beholden to anyone, and also I don't want to like you guys are just setting up this structure again. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. know, like after that, people yeah. are coming out and you're just exactly. unhealed, exactly. and you're not being honest, right? Like I'm coming exactly. out and I'm trying to be honest and saying, okay, here are all the things that I didn't get in the evangelical world. Here's all the attention I didn't get. Here's all the acclaim that I didn't get. Maybe should have had it. But I didn't get it. And now I can. Like, if I want to, I can mm. use these gifts and these skills and do this stuff. And I can have a little following. I can I can be, be a little pastor out here. I can be a leader. I can have my flock. Do I want to do that? And having to be like, no, because I just, people, we're just not good with power. Right. And I don't, I don't want this responsibility. I don't want to rebuild these systems. So I'm just trying yeah. to do everything opposite. Like, that's the best thing I know to do. Yeah. What would the evangelicals have done? What would I have done there? Okay, so wow. let me not not do that. And mm-hmm. these white women are coming out and they're talking crazy. They're talking crazy, and I'm and they watching, doing crazy I'm not too. Saying anything at first because I'm waiting to see. We've already we've posted the black squares. We've already done this. We've already had the talk. <laughs> Hashtag so Elijah McLean. Hashtag Elijah McLean. I'm like, take it off. Still there. Still there. <laughs> and it's like. So I shouldn't I shouldn't have to come after you. White people, you you need to get get them. And to be fair, yeah. it wasn't black women who were saying anything about that photo when it first came out. It was it was No, their white. people came for them. Their people I, I actually they really appreciated that their people came for them. And their followings were significantly impacted by their their decisions to continue to double down. Mm. Mm. Right. Right. And so then they doubled down. And not even they, right? It's your one, your one, your rogue actor over here. And she just goes, she goes wild. Wild. She writes this blog post. She drags us in. We were not in this conversation. And you drag us in. (laughs) They're jealous. jealous. And what all y'all wanted, you're saying you wanted, you know, unkempt and you wanted fat and you wanted, you know, whatever else. What you really wanted was blackness. But you don't want to say that. What? Wait a minute. I mean, I can't believe that that's what, like, verbatim, that is what was said. Like, what? Blackness. And I'm like, oh, so what you're saying is I'm an unkept black fat bitch. That's what, just just call me what you want to call me. Because that's what you're saying. Ouch. Right, say nigga, bitch. That's what you want to say. I said the quiet part out loud. Unattractive. Unattractive. Conventionally. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. You say no. Conventionally, we all agree that these women are ugly. They're yep. unattractive. Yep. And everybody knows this. And, and you're mad. And I was like, we were you're not mad. We didn't have any of the black bitches. 
which again, we didn't want to be there. Nobody wanted to be there. there. Who wanted to be there? Nobody wanted to be there. But yo, you knew, yo. and you were right, that you could pick this community and punch down. Yep. Right. And so then when we start saying things and then people are saying, oh, you guys, you guys are eating your own and you're just doing whatever. Why, why are we eating our own when we Always. say, hey, don't say that? But she wasn't eating yep. her own. Right. When, said, when she yep. was carrying on her bitch ass yep. face. And you're jealous. Yep. <laughs> and, Sorry. All right. That's you're ridiculous. talking crazy. But again, I'm watching to see what, what is everybody else going to do? Nothing. And they just. Nothing. Oh, just like well, the evangelical I mean, church. Y'all bitches ain't no different. Right. I don't necessarily agree with everything that was said, but this is my friend. What What are you going to do? Wow. So, but wow. just, just trust my heart and, and give us time. Give us time to get better. So how do y'all not, do you not hear wow. yourselves? You are saying the exact same things that we heard before. And also the, um, I, this part is wild to me. I like the, the ability to like not self-reflect like to this exactly. degree of exactly. what I'm going to say is wild. I feel like so many of our pastors would say, I'm not accountable to you. I'm not, I'm not accountable to these people when they've caused great harm. It's like, I'm only accountable to my like 12 disciples that I've created in my church. Right. <laughs> and I feel like every single one of the people that went to Joshua tree that was in that picture at some point has said something about holding it. I mean, they've done entire videos about holding pastors accountable. And when we asked for them to be accountable, it was all of a sudden, Oh, Oh, I'm not accountable to any of you. I'm only accountable to my very small group of friends, seven of which are hella racist. Like, it's just right, like a very, right, but, it's a right. very fascinating, like the dissonance of has to, and then it became, I'm not going to do those types of videos anymore because I don't believe in cancel culture. And it's like, no one was canceling oh, you. We just Nobody asked for was you canceling. to do better. Just do better. Right. So I just so no accountability. No. They will, they don't, they refuse. They will hold things about not being held accountable. And oh, they're self-accountable. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't, I, I do not, I don't make, I have not made myself accountable to you. It was like, I, yeah. I choose. I choose. And, I and choose like even going I'm as far as saying to. like, none of us should be accountable to anyone unless we choose. But you need to first be accountable to yourself. Your there self is, if you're, if you're, if your inside is racist, you there's no accountability, fam. Facts, facts. If your nervous system is racist, right. if your nervous system is racist, your nervous system is not going to oh, tell you true. when you've messed up. It just that is not. That damn nervous system. That damn nervous system. You're right. You're so, right. Because that was the other thing. No, you guys, you guys are jealous. And you're also, you're unhealed. You guys are yeah, unhealed. Oh, I'm, I'm done. I can't. Are you serious right now? <laughs> this was comments. These are these are these are trauma responses. Yeah, you guys. We're trauma, we're trauma you guys responses. Are, yeah, but you're you're wow. not because you guys you weren't traumatized in the evangelical church. Except for that's what you monetarily capitalized on, uh, but all of a sudden you're not traumatized. Also, that's why it was hard for me to get in that space. I think my favorite thing about it all is imagine, because um, it, it really did make me happy when all of the white women followers came for their throats, because I'm like, imagine creating content that actually did heal people, but you never healed yourself. And these healed people said, no, oh, oh, ah, 
I'm healed and I know this is not it. And then you tried to trick them like the evangelical church that they really were not healed. Yep. You mm. you spit straight facts. Right. Take a drink on that ass. That's straight up facts. <laughs> you know you are fucking fire today, sis. Let me tell you. That's all facts. But that's so true. But that's usually what happens is like you like like the incident when I went to LA, found my black ass in LA. Had to call my sister in New York. Guess what my black ass is, LA. Why? Because all of a sudden, out of the blue, someone who didn't heal herself, all of a sudden, oh, mm-hmm. we've gotta help the people. They're bleeding in the street. And mind you, she's coming out of that same culture. Mind you, you was there for what, 17 years? So that's all you know is Mm -hmm. sensationalism, white saviorism, and then let me get my little Mm -hmm. black Robin so that I can talk to the black people. And then my, I kind of feel like I just wanted to go to LA. (laughs) 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 But there was trauma related to it, okay? But, um. This person was putting on stories and, and they're talking about deconstruction. And I'm like, yo, but wait a minute. You, you just left church like a couple months ago. You know, I remember when I left church, I had to sit with myself for a minute because I didn't know what the fuck was going mm-hmm. on. My anchors were gone. What do I do next? Yep. And you out here mm-hmm. on a plane flying over for deconstruction. I don't understand it. And I think for me, mm. um, I think when I started seeing the way deconstruction was forming, I was like, holy shit, this looked like another another evangelical church happening. And for me, I, I'm very, it's very important for me to see people working on themselves. Like that's when things happen. That's when you heal, when you're working on yourself. And so like, I just kept on seeing people pointing and pointing and, and then, and then this person fighting with that person. I was just like, Ooh, that looked just like the church. Mm. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that the church mm. when Jesus put on cross? Mm. Then the same ones. Cause you know, the, the Romans was in, you know, power, wasn't they? That was the empire at that time. And the Christians was the deconstruction community. Right. Yep. Y'all motherfuckers out here creating the same goddamn thing, just different name. Yeah. Yep. Stop playing. That's what it is. Mm. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll drink from that. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I started, I started my podcast in in 2020. So just, just before all the Carl Lentz stuff went down, I started my podcast like a month before. But mm-hmm. I left Killsong in 2017 and had been out of church since like early 2019. So it was like I had been, I've been doing this work and then then started this thing. Didn't think it was going to be anything big. Like did not come into this space even knowing this space existed and definitely not with some kind of designs of what I was going to be here. But I think other people, I think white people just get so used to and just being, you know, assumed being experts mm-hmm. and yeah. they don't know how to come out and just like sit and not mm-hmm. be the boss of something That's, and not yeah. be out front and not be talking and not be telling their oh, story no. and trying to tell other people how to do it. Right. So, yeah, they just come out, come out fresh and, you know, <laughs> they hit the scene with the gangster lean. And here you are. And we end up with the same the same, same thing. Shit. Like how many same of us shit. have pastors with you know Hillsong? No credentials, credentialed by Hillsong. Yeah, I thought Hillsong. Hillsong College was like a real school where they right got come to find out, out right. Come to find out, right? No, no, no. 
We found out after the fact, girl. We all got bamboozled. <laughs> they took our coins, girl. They took our coins. But they just, they just set up these systems where they, they say, well, we are the experts. And now I will give you a certificate that says they don't, you are. They don't know how to. They don't know. Just like you said, they don't know how to sit down. They don't know how to sit down. It's not, especially if a black person talking. Oh no! Mm. After you done talking, I'm gonna tell you what the deal is because all of what mm-hmm. you said is not right. And I'm gonna tell you, they did such a great job of training, you know, white people that you are superior. You are number one. Can't nobody tell you shit. It doesn't matter if you don't have this, that, or any credentials. You know it. If a black person's been doing it for a couple of years, get in there. You can do it better. That's just how it is. I mean, that's just how it is, unfortunately. I think also what frustrates me is I'm someone who has like pretty infinite amounts of patience. If someone is really trying, I have a lot of patience. I think it's the educator in me. Like I was an educator for a long time. And so Mm. if I see that someone is trying, like I have a lot of patience. And if you're not trying, I'll come for the the jugular. Like I have no qualms about it. Like I will come for the jugular. And I think what feels so frustrating to me is in the deconstruction space, white folks' inability to recognize the people that are having infinite amounts of patience for them to teach them that like mm. actually into your dms to tell you you've caused harm is actually like a gift that you have thrown in the trash and i'm like there are ways in like for me i had to really work on ableism like i've had to work a mm. lot on making sure that i am not like that i'm making things accessible that i'm thinking about people with disabilities particularly right. people right. who have physical disabilities I, I in like making spaces where they can come in, but I mm. am garbage. And so I do things that are ableist all the time, all mm. the time. I am. I also am constantly learning how to love people who are trans. Sometimes I am transphobic because that is what mm. this country has taught me to be. Yep. And so yep. sometimes I fuck up and my trans friends have to be like, Ooh, girl, that ain't it. And I'm exactly. like, okay, how can I exactly. actually like come to this with empathy and thinking about the ways that I've hurt you. And I feel like so many people in this space are like incapable of doing that to identities yeah. that are not their own, which most yeah. of the time they manifest towards black people and people right. of color. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy. If I mess up and someone tells me I mess up, I work to fix it. And it is wild to me that people in this space are like, like, oh, you're saying I'm racist. No, I've done transphobic things. And someone should tell me I'm saying transphobic things. It does not mean that I'm trying to harm every, the truth. I'm going to walk alongside them, but I'm going to mess up because my nervous system has been taught. That damn nervous system, girl. (laughs) and i'm like white people you have been raised in a society where your ancestors literally came here and slaughtered people and enslaved other people that shit's in your nervous system so if someone tells you you've been racist you gotta dig deep have empathy and then guess what nobody's gonna call you a racist exactly like what you fighting for it's it's very hard it's very hard to go from supremacist to regular person yes (laughs) 
That is too far for them. It's too far, fortunately. And someone who has spent a lot of time. <laughs> need to be a supremacist and then a supremacist. <laughs> he needs steps. Taco Supreme. No, <laughs> regular person. Yeah. I thought right, right. And then maybe, maybe a little above a, a regular person. But all right, yeah, very hard. And you feel like people think that they've arrived, and it's like, no, yeah. we all do it all the time that hurt Period. other people. And we have yeah. to be better. And the moment I stop having patience is people who just refuse to be better. Like, I'm a mess. I have done terrible things. I have both been a person who's caused harm. I've been a person that has been hurt. And Same. I have to be working towards transforming myself. And mm. I'm not always going to get it right. And I just need white people to, like, know that. And then do better instead of thinking that they've arrived somewhere because that's fucking supremacy culture. That's the culture that you say you're trying to get away from. Right. right. You just bringing it to the next sector. But I think, I think <laughs> the, <laughs> the ultimate fear behind that for them is like the reality that you can't, I think they want to fix things in the sense that we just don't want black people to be mad anymore. Or we don't want, mm-hmm. but we also don't want, like we still want to keep, we still want to keep our things. Yeah. And like the world Very true. I'm moving toward the world that I like it has it has to flip. Y'all can't you, you can't keep this blood money. You can't keep these stolen goods. Like you have right. to give stuff back. And right. the nicest white people, I'm like, I don't think you're ready for that conversation. Right. Don't ask me anymore, like what what can I do? How can how can I help the black community? Let me ask you, be honest, what are you willing to sacrifice? Like mm, what? Mm. What are you willing to lose to give up to see black people, to see people of color, see trans, right. to see people prosper, and yeah. to right. to be equal? We can't right. all be equal if y'all keep your stuff, yeah. and we'll we'll just stop killing you. Yeah. <laughs> right. We let you breathe. We'll let you breathe. We'll let you live. Oh we'll let God. you get some how, of our air. How about that? Right. But I mean, even like even the the student loan cancellation, right? Like people were so upset about that because all the research is saying how much it would close like the racial wealth gap, like what an effect it would have. And people are like, Mm-mm. I paid no. mine. I, I was just going to say that. I paid mine. It was damn Whoa. hard, too. You better work right. hard like me. You work, work hard like me. I had a whole like $5,000. <laughs> right. I could have paid all $5,000 student loans. You weren't going to school in the 2000s. What's funny about having kids is like, as the... As they are born, I'm always, I pledge, I pledge to give my kids a better life, right? Better. Like they're going to have, they're going to live so much better than me. They're going to have everything I didn't have. They're going to have everything they need plus whatever they want. Right. As soon as that actually happens, I'm like, uh. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. In my day, <laughs> I was not allowed to have whatever I wanted for dinner. I was not allowed. I was allowed to breathe in my house. I didn't get an allowance. My kids have debit cards. My kids are six, four, and one and a half. My two older ones have debit cards. Look, I they never held best. a dollar until I was like 15 years old. Look, they, they, can't, they live in their best. You better leave them babies, like, them. Let them live their lives. My husband's like, I got them debit cards. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got the debit cards. They Mind have you, money. We was the best. 
We didn't have money as kids. We had and quarters like, and this quarter is, this water. This is what I was working towards. This is right. what I want for them. I don't want them to have student loans. But like, right. you know, once, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say I didn't have student loans. I went to school on scholarship, but I understand. I Let's understand go. my, Let's go. you know. That's all but, we ask. Um, like, it'd be different if yeah. you were like, I was on scholarship, right? idiot. <laughs> you want to pay your student loans i worked hard for my life yeah like, like i don't want my kids to like i don't want my kids to have to think of like what do you want to be when you grow up i want them to think of literally anything they want i don't mm. want them to think what's going to make me the That's money it. to pay off my student debt That's what's going to make me the money to pay off this debt for my house what's going to make the money for me to be able to survive i want them That's to it. do whatever they want i want right. them to feel like when they do clock in, if they even have to, that they're not really clocking in, that they're just marking the time that they start doing things right. that they actually love. That's and, excellent. You know, we're kind of, I feel like our generation is kind of a mix between figuring out what we love and, you know, working to survive. Like, that's kind of where I'm at now. But I don't want my kids to even have to, to decide. <laughs> and, and I know that's what my mom wanted for me, is to not have to choose a job because, like, out of survival or out of necessity but out of you know what I love to do and I'm you know I think she's proud of me I hope she's proud of me but you know I want that I want that for my kids even more than what I was able to do as an adult but these people out here like complaining that we want student loans canceled they 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 cannot live they cannot breathe because our housing market is a mess too Right. They screw regardless wouldn't you wouldn't you love to not owe this amount of money like and if this opportunity arises for people around you, like, wouldn't you love that for them? Like, aren't you a human being with a heart? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened to you? But what I happened to they you? Would say, they would say, yes, I am. <laughs> for other human beings. For other and human like, beings. Oh, not you. We're not. We are not still, human. We're not, we're not human. We're not yeah, We're human. not. Like, you cannot, you can't, you can't treat us the way that you do. You can't see the things that happen to us and not... Have y'all would they would feel worse if if a dog pound got shot mm, up right like if he didn't go to the yeah. grocery oh, store yeah. but if he really went oh, you ain't see God. Sarah McLaughlin's commercials all them dogs crying oh, they, if he went if he to a dog pound it would still be in the news it would it the would, it would. would have much more to it answer would. for but it's like yeah. and it's not it's not it's not even you guys' fault like. This is how you were so this is how this country was built. Yeah. This is how you were socialized. This is this is your wound. We're not mm-hmm. real people to you still yeah. for the most part. But like, yeah, you know, that's true. I think about I've a been, lot. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was talking about what Gael was talking about, like how what we want for our children. And of course, you, Gael, had a better life than what your mom had, and your children are gonna have a better and that's the healing that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when we're telling our own kids like to have that confidence. You remember how they used to say uh, children are not to, what was it? Children seen are to be heard. seen, not, not heard. heard. Yeah. I cannot say that to Ellen Rosa, Kayla. They'll look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm finna say my piece. You know what I mean? And <laughs> <laughs> that's the healing I'm talking about because what happens is that Galapagos, he finna die off. He can't live forever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Know exactly they ain't living forever. And who's going to be left is our babies that we instilled in them to have the confidence. They don't, I mean, a lot of them don't have the racial context that we did. 
you know, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care what you say. You're not better than me. No. Like I, I literally had a complex. Like I was like, yeah, they are, but I never would say it out. I would just be myself, but like, I, they really don't believe that. They're like, yo, you like me, I'm like you. And I kind of feel like, you know, that individual growth is really what's going to make the, now the empire, that's the boil I'm talking about. The empire of whatever America is, not the land. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I must've been an indigenous in my past life because I really believe that they, they communicated with the land. You get what I'm saying? And it was a contract and they was doing their thing. And, these people that came in and massacred them think that, oh, they had the upper hand. No, like for a couple of seconds you did. But mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we are all going back to remember Cause I don't, in the eighties when I was growing up, I never used to remember talking about indigenous people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, no. it, was, it really no. wasn't a thing. Like I came from, my parents came from Nigeria and it was just like, I didn't know. And mm-hmm. now it's like, you know, it's important. Like we're talking about it. We're, we're, we're making sure that all of us are educated. Like you just can't just say anything out your mouth. And I, and I feel like it's those little things. And maybe it's just the, uh, help me out, Ashley. Maybe it's just the Pisces in me always hoping for no reason. Is that what no, it is? No, I, I feel that deeply. <laughs> I, I, mm, yeah, same Z's. Same. For no reason. I'm like, this place is a shithole. But for no reason, I'd be like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. You know what I think about a lot is I come from like kind of an old family. This is why I'm so like fascinated by the oldies in Congress and like the White House because my great grandparents were slaves. Like they were enslaved. So my grandfather, my mom's dad, him and his siblings were the first people born free in my family, my grandfather wow. who raised my, my mom and like, and they were, they were little. So I think that they, they were like probably five to eight, but like, who knows? Because they didn't really keep track of how old people who were enslaved really were. But like my grandfather was born in 1901 and he was the last child born to my great grandparents. They had, they had children who were even like 20 years older than my grandfather was. So mm. it was just like very very like interesting family dynamics, but I think about them a lot because I think we're all connected to our ancestors. And I think that that is where we see health problems and like we're all connected and joy and all of that is like through ancestors. But my ancestors are a lot closer than other people's ancestors. I, a lot of my friends, their great grandparents were not enslaved, right? Like, because if your grandparents, like most most of my friends' great-grandparents are the age that my grandfather is. But he had my mom at, like, 60-something, oh, okay. you know? Oh, like, wow. And my mom had me in her 30s. And so mm. I'm not totally accurate on the math. But, like, that's kind of, like, the my mom was the last child of his. And so mm. I think a lot mm. about, like, my grandfather never learned to read because he was born in 1901. Right. He lived through Jim Crow. Wow. He served in some world wars and never got GI bill. And, and mm. so I think about, I think a lot about reparations. Um, mm. And I think everyone who's been enslaved should receive reparations in this country, regardless of Every. where it falls in your family tree. Mm. But when I think about my family, I'm like, well, my grandfather never learned to read. And then he had my mom and you're telling me you expected my mom to understand schooling, the importance of going to college when my grandfather couldn't read? Right. That doesn't actually make sense. 
And so then my mom doing the best that she could never taught. And my mom's really complicated because my grandmother is white. So my mom is white passing, but she grew up in like the South side of where I live. And so she grew up with black kids. And so my mom is like really interesting that like, if she's out in the world, you would think she's white, but she has black little kids. She was married to black people. Her dad is black. She experienced racialized trauma because my grandparents were married here before it was legal in all the states and so my mom racialized trauma but like her skin is white and so there's been like privilege there hasn't been privilege but like when it comes to schooling i mean my grandmother wasn't allowed to go to school because of women didn't really go to school my grandfather literally didn't know how to read and so it's just like this interesting thing for me to like talk to people about reparations or like what do i want for my children and it's like my family never had a chance like they mm, never, they right. never had. And it's mm. like, I, you know, when we say like, we're our ancestors' wildest dreams, I believe that because my yeah. great grandparents, yeah. I'm sure, would never see a future where their grandchild could vote and use her voice and make right. good money and get degrees. Right. And so it's like an interesting thing being in these spaces where people treat us like we haven't experienced the things that we experienced, mm, where they right. Into believing that we don't deserve reparations because everything's equal, or we shouldn't be saying, listen to Black women, we deserve to speak because everything's fair. And it's like, well, my family didn't have a chance. Right. Since your story is rich. It makes my heart happy that people are raising babies where they can be free. And I think Mm -hmm. as I think about my own, I'm like, it scares me to have free children who go to school. It scares me mm. because I went to all white schools and I literally in third grade, I had my desk turned away from the classroom up against a wall where I was like facing the wall in my classroom in third grade because I talked too much. And I'm like, mm. I want my children to be free. Listen though, don't be messing with my babies because you'll get cussed out. Just know. Yeah, right. Um, I'm Tasmanian well, devil well, the whole school. First of all, I'm not a single mama. Yes. I got degrees. Like, right. I will, you will get I'm going to fight. We're going to fight. your ass. I'll, right. like, I'll be that angry black woman that you talk about. Yes. Don't be like, I'm getting everybody. Everybody finna get it. You don't mess with my babies. But I think it is true <laughs> that, like, we can raise our baby freer than how we were raised. And I look at even Gen Z. Gen Z, they be, they be like, they be like, Oh, I'm gonna burn it down, and I'm like, oh, you need yep. to burn it. You need to burn it. Please burn it down. I'm like, Gen Z, protect Gen Z at all costs. Yes, like that's a yes. We could we could have done this the whole time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, even some white Gen Zs, they'll be like, yeah, my parents is racist. I don't talk to them oh, anymore. And I'm just oh, like, okay. which kind of white person are you? Let's protect you. Where they find you? They, they be like video their parents. They be like, right. racist? Let me get this phone out. <laughs> right Everybody look at my racist phone. I think for well, me, that's I love cool. them Gen Zs. I yeah, think for me, that's exactly. the hope that I'm like, okay, we're a mess. Even even millennials, like mad racist. We, we're like, we're really into the, like the white fragility. Like mm-hmm. I'm not racist, but I do racist things. But don't tell me I'm racist. <laughs> yeah. And Gen Z be making TikToks. They be like, no, you racist. <laughs> you racist. You racist. Like, I love it. Let's impact oh your coin. Oh my gosh. You know? Oh and, my gosh. And they're like, 
but we're not going to cancel you. You can still come to the table. You just can't make money off that thing that you're making money off of because you're racist, but but you can come back. And I think that that's where I, I'm, I, when I'm sad about the deconstruction space of millennials who still aren't getting it and still are being racist and not fixing their damn nervous systems. Gen Z is, you know, Gen Z is doing that work. Yeah, they are with joy. And fun and TikTok. I'm telling you, the old university that I used to work at, they're uh, (laughs) they're doing a sit-in right now, and they've been doing a sit-in for seven days because the board doesn't allow gay people to be on staff. So like, I I can't work there because they're they like I am out. I'm an out queer. So like, I had to quit, and people said wild things to me, and the students said no. And they have been doing a seven-day sit-in, and they just released the uh, board votes, and all of the black people on the on the board voted to not have that as a policy, and all of the white and Asian people voted to have it as a policy. And it's just, it just, I saw it before going into this, and I and I looked at these black faces, and I said, man, that's telling. Because you know, mm, and course. black people don't always get it right. We don't always get it no, right. No, we don't, because we human. We, we yeah, carry it but, on. But uh, but I looked at this and I said, man, the, the people fighting for these students have had other fights. And mm-hmm. when you don't have yes. those other fights, mm-hmm. you can't have empathy to fight with others. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's exactly. it. Little by little, little by little, because way back in the days, you wouldn't find too many black people voting for that. Do you get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. now and we, it's just and we like... Still, we still got some... We still got some... Mm, I'll be checking they folks on the they Instagram. I'll be too checking adjacent their to whiteness, in my opinion. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. The places where we do mess up, the places where we are transphobic or homophobic or any type of phobic, it's not, I don't think that's like an inherently black thing. And even being black in America is kind of a white thing because like, where do we, <laughs> I agree with that. Yep. It's, I don't know how to explain no, it, but right. like, you know, white people are teaching us how to be black yep. in America yep. because, <laughs> because like, you know, we don't, especially those that are, you know, coming down from enslaved ancestors, like mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. know where they came from. Yep. And so when they're being taught how to live or how to even survive, it's be as white as possible. Mm. And you have to you know, agree with the the things that that white people agree with. So homophobia is one of those things. Transphobia is one of those things. Even even our self hate, it's it's a very white thing yeah, to gosh. hate yourself as a black person. Like, you know, these conservative black people that are basically put on pedestals by by racist white people as like, here is a black person that says everything I agree with. Like every day, every day, I wonder if they're really just scamming. And I hope they're grifters. They're grifters. There's no way they believe it. They're grifters. If Candace Owens ever came out as like, just like just somebody just pulled the, the right, so her, off, right. Like, she's a scammer. I would have been right. like, oh, she's I a knew hero. It. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but until that moment happened, you're right. Like this is this is just she's just repeating what she has internalized her whole right. life and what I had internalized and repeated myself up until 
a few years ago. Like probably me and Candace might have been uh, been kindred spirits on a lot mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. only a few years ago. Mm. But it really takes a lot of just like it takes a lot of that self reflection. It takes a lot of that having to fight for yourself. And if, mm-hmm. if your version of fighting for yourself is just kind of, you know, like get into the fetal position and hope that they don't attack you, that's not really, you know, fighting, that's just surviving. And, and if you're passing down that lesson of like how to survive instead of, you know, how to fight, then you're only passing down like those fears and those mm-hmm. ideologies that don't that in the end don't make a lot of sense because these people that we are that we are taught to hate in in many different ways and you can still be extremely nice to somebody and still hate them yeah yeah you know these these lessons that we're passing down or that are being passed down to us it's it's really just the source of it all is whiteness and i mean it's kind of sad to say because like i've I grew up around white people. And like I said, you know, it could be really nice to me as the black person and still hate everything about me. And it took me a really yeah. long time to realize that. No, you're right. I think you're I, right. I can't sing Candace Owens, but I also feel like I'm often, and she would hate me for saying this, but yellow. Um, <laughs> I feel a lot of deep compassion and sadness for her. Oh because, yeah, for sure. And, and, sure. I, and I also recognize Candace Owens is darker than I am, and that impacts mm-hmm. how people treat you. Yep. Um, and mm-hmm. so my, I imagine that her grifting, because I think she's a grifter, is actually oh, I hope she's a grifter. Is actually her survival. <laughs> Making like, that coin. She yeah. has learned that this is the way that she survives in this country. Exactly. Yeah. And and I and I think she's loud and wrong. And mm-hmm. I wish she would just like disappear with her little babies and live a thriving <laughs> life. But, but I kind of think I it's a like, form of mental health. Like you know I, what I mean? Like a, a no, mental illness. She's trying to. Survive. You know what I mean? She because is. the same people, like, I think about the fact that, like, you know, Candace Owens, you could say, looks similar to Michelle Obama. And the way mm-hmm. that her, the people that follow her talk about Michelle Obama and her darkness and her hair yep. and her ugliness and her athletic build. Yep. Like, yep. He's got to prove something. Yeah. Yep. And I can't imagine internalizing that, like, I look like that person. Like I have features yep. at that person. I have a black nose and I have dark skin. And and so I feel a lot of empathy because that has got to mess with her. Even if she never comes out and says that it does, that has got to do something to her spirit that we can't see. And I feel sorry yeah. for those babies. I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. She did. But I mean, what Candace Owen is displaying on the outside is what a lot of us have on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, well, yeah, I'm I mean, 41, yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's yeah. like the, un, you know, remember, I'm not worthy yeah. kind of thing. I remember being that person that like in the, in the, I can't say the dawn of the natural hair movement, but when it became more popular again, like in the early 2000s, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had started growing out my hair naturally and a lot of, I had seen a lot of like, don't touch my hair. I'm not a petting zoo at so I and Z. And immediately, like, because so many black women were standing up for themselves in that sense, my initial reaction was, you can touch my hair. It's okay. Come on. You got to know what it feels like. And because I, I wanted to, I wanted to be that 
welcoming welcoming right. beacon of <laughs> black, right. black there's a black woman that you can mess with or whatever right. because you gotta you gotta figure it oh, out my little baby she's so angry not even i would even post about it like whenever somebody would touch my hair and like compliment how soft it feels and how it's not what they were expecting i'd be like somebody touched my hair today and they said it felt like a cloud no. and i am so hey, proud girl. of my black hair you know how yeah, like you could go through your facebook memories and like yeah. no but you're right okay. you're right i'm going through those i hate going through those so much like nah that's not me anymore but no but you're I right that person yeah. i was the one that Dang. was like you can call me a nigger because i am oh a nigger. hell no nah. okay like, okay well, not literally but like i get what you're saying like I any, in all other aspects of life like I right. pretty much like would say you could do whatever you want as long yeah. as you don't actually call me a nigger. Yeah, right, you right. Could do whatever, because right. you're gonna if if I'm not the one that volunteers, if I'm not the one that is this not necessarily a gatekeeper, but kind of like a diversion, like like the one cop was at the at the Capitol on January yeah, 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 6th. Yeah. Oh, like okay. if I'm not the right. one that's gonna lead the angry mob to you know this other place, then then they're just gonna they're gonna be even more racist towards black yeah. people in right. general. So please don't oh, touch my right. hair. It does it doesn't bother me. Please come touch my hair right. because if you don't touch my hair, then you're gonna be mad that you can't touch anybody's hair and so on and so forth. When right. really you need to sit back and ask yourself, why do you feel like you need to touch my hair? Period. <laughs> and I'm like, don't ask yourself, don't ask yourself. Just do it. Just do it. But Bitch, why are you touching yeah, my was, hair? That was Sorry. you know, that was the the Candace Owens version of Gael Mercado. <laughs> I, okay. I kind of feel like we had you. some of that. But but yeah, that's that's kind of like, you know, how I felt like I could in that sense relate to her way back right i think all of us have a little bit of that though my greatest shame we're gonna my greatest shame share you're sharing you're sharing okay this is a safe i let these motherfuckers (laughs) call me blashley because i was the black ashley it's always in us i had to come out of that i let him i let him because because I grew up in white spaces and I thought, no you know, I had, someone, I had someone once tell me that I was the gateway to real black people. What the fuck? Yep. I was the gateway I drug got that to, too. Re- yeah, to real black I people. I got that too. And you know I what? really, it actually like- These I, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Janice, in your email, you wrote that your deconstruction started with your hair. I feel so mm. similar. The moment you I stopped know. straightening my hair, oh, yeah. I was like, it like awoke You're me. Right. I was like 24 years old. I like stopped. I was like, my hair looks like shit. This ain't it. Like it's never gonna be straight. And I like just have curly hair now. I haven't straightened it in a long time. And I haven't chemically straightened it probably in almost 10 years. And Same. prior to that, so uh, straight hair Ashley. Well, Candace Owens up inside her was like, sure, call me Blashley. Go ahead and tell me I'm the gateway to black people. I'm an yep. Oreo. Yeah. Oreo, uh, yep. Uh, oh, yeah, you right. No, you right. You right. No, I right. Was like, but you call me? Like, right. like, you like, right. uh, like I'm like, oh, you, you right. call me 
me articulate. Tell me more about how I'm articulate. Tell me, right. tell me more about that. But straight hair actually would be like, oh my gosh, they think I'm smart. Yay. Right. Yes. You, you Other black people are ghetto. Right. You're right. Especially Listen, as I'm being different. a child. I'm, I'm different. Yes. I'm but different. no, but seriously, yes, like that happened at in college was 98% white people. Same thing. I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch. I was a manager. Same thing. And then I took my black ass to Wave Church and continued the bullshit. Same thing. It was just like this wait, affirmation. Wait, 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 wait. You were at Abercrombie and Fitch, and you were out Where were you? You were different. Girl, okay. I was you at the South Street Seaport in New York City looking like a bitch ass working for Abercrombie. <laughs> but but wait, wait, which bitch ass? In the front bitch ass? The I was a manager. The I, I was... I pleased the white people so much that yeah. I got the family there. You were. I sure was. Yo, I, I sure was. I was. I was. I was. I was. I was. I knew I couldn't even go inside. <laughs> I was like, this is I was giving them all they wanted. I was giving them what they yep. wanted. It was yep. like, they were my pastors. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So what do you yes. want? Now, I did end up throwing the keys at somebody and kissed my motherfucking black ass. Well, but I got see. sick of it. <laughs> However, that's how I left, right? And then I... <laughs> Oh but gosh. but I mean they it was just, it's no different from the evangelical church so I was yep. able to kind of just like boop boop shift into yep. the evangelical yep. church you just yep. just give them what they want you song and dance you say the right words I remember when I was doing green room and one of the pastors was like talking about oh um enmity between Eve and the serpent and you know he was like what do you think that means and I just told him my little thing and he's like wow I'm surprised that you know that and I wait I said hold up bitch. What do you mean you're surprised that I know that? You know, that was like my first in in being a Nigerian, like my my parents are Nigerian immigrants, so we never talked about racism. Mm-hmm. Like it was just and we lived in Ebbsfield. It was all Africans. So it was never we never when we see white people we say, Ah, oh you boy. But it wasn't anything until until I started going to, you know, college and I went and then people would be like, Oh, I listen to this rap song. I'm like, Oh, okay, that's great. Well, I listen to WizKid or I listen to, you know, such and such. Why do you expect me to listen to this? And I started getting a little bit acclimated and understanding, like, holy shit, no. And like Truly, though, in the 80s, the Africans were like, oh, the African-Americans don't know what they're talking about. We just, no we just do drugs. Yeah. We're the reasons Because the white, the white people did a good PR job. Yeah, they did. all of the rest of the world. Yeah, they the did. The African-Americans are shit. Now, get me. These are my family members that they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, they fooled me that well. Like, I remember yeah. when my grandmother was talking about how her granduncle was stolen. Like they had posters on in in Adoikiti mm. in Nigeria. They had posters. If you're gonna go to the farm, you gotta go two by two, and don't just trust any African person you see because the white people were getting African people to steal the African people. Do you get what I'm saying? So like I've got these are my cousins, these are my family, and now you done told my parents that oof, don't pay attention to those African Americans. They're they're terrible. And then my parents are like, oh, okay, the white people like us. And they said that the African-Americans are terrible. And then finally I had to call mommy. I said, mommy, but didn't you say that grandma said, and that's our cousins. And it's my mom. You are right, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are very right, though. Ah, this Oyumbo man, they are no good. Now you figuring it out, ma mommy. But when I was trying to date the African-American, you said, ah, don't, don't date them all. That's what, that's what it was, if you want to be honest, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Until I came out there by myself and my brothers were already telling me. They were like, yo, Mary, I'm on the subway. And I just got pulled off the subway by a cop simply because mm -hmm. in my security outfit coming home from work, I just fell asleep. Mm -hmm. We was going to goddamn Far Rockaway about two hours away from the regular society. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's when I started getting, uh, I started seeing it. But then instead of me to go <laughs> completely opposite, I was like, let me please the white man because, you know, they own the world. So what you need me to do? You need me to talk like this? Okay, I'll talk like this. Even though I came, I was growing up in Ebbsfield, Brooklyn. I, I quickly started talking like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rashida came to me, my sister came to me. She was like, what the hell are you talking like that for? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I said, look, you better get with the program, drink the Kool-Aid. They own the world, so this is the only way I can survive, mommy. Mm -hmm. You know what book I love? Uh, I don't know if any of you have read Homegoing. Um, mm -mm. If you haven't, read it. It's by Yagasi. And it is about two, the book starts with two half-sisters in Ghana. And one gets sold into enslavement. The other stays in Ghana. And every other mm -hmm. chapter is a chapter about one of their descendants. So you follow it all the way to the end of the book. And it's like the most beautiful book I've ever read wow. about us being interconnected. And you really see these two sisters and where their lives go. It also has the best depiction, like I say this air quotes, the best depiction of enslavement narratives like i feel like sometimes you read enslavement and either it's like horrific or mm -hmm. it's like happy ending when sometimes mm -hmm. people just disappeared and you literally don't know what happened to them that's the end of that's, the, that's the end of that story they disappeared and no one in the family ever saw them again that's um, my great grand uncle they don't know where he went you could be my look deeper you probably his great 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 granddaughter we don't know right and so it is it is like the most beautiful book I've read about how Africans and American, um, American Africans, I don't really know what the, I have a hard time figuring out what that is, but uh, people who did not immigrate, immigrate, uh, how we're actually interconnected. And I like, I, the end of the book, I liked it. I read it three times in a row, just sobbing oh, wow. because it was like oh, wow. the most beautiful de depiction of how we are interconnected and how, mm. how often we forget. Yeah, I I think I was following this girl. She's a Nigerian blogger. And she reposted Candace Owens' bitch ass tweet Twitter. She said, oh, you know, um, Africans, especially Nigerians, they're always excelling over African-Americans because they have this and that and that. And then posted it, reposted it. She says, I usually don't like Candace Owens, but wow, okay, thank you. And I commented on the, I said, sis, you do know that's our cousins they stole, right? Like, if they stole you, how would you be? You know what I mean? And then she was like, oh my gosh, I never saw it like that. I was like, those are our cousins. Those are, they stole our family from us. So tell Miss Bitch-Ass Candace Owens to sit her black ass down and shut up, okay? She probably my damn cousin. How to bust yeah. upside her head. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. No violence, no violence. Oh, woosah. It's a violence. That's a very that's a very white thing. All right, right, right. There was there was a question on Twitter the other day. Uh, Tiffany Cross. She was I think she was getting ready to do do a show, but she was asking uh, like black people if if you if you could 
like, would you want to go back to Africa? And I was just looking at, at the comments and so many, so many black people were like, first of all, what do you mean back? Like, <laughs> yeah, not, where would you like me not, to go? We're not from there. Like we're, <laughs> we're here. Where would um, you and people were making really, really good points about like, well, like if we don't, if we don't do our work, then we would just go like if a mass of us just went over there, we would be new colonizers and yeah. we would just like just oh, we, wow. would, we would wreck the system and yes. we would just yes. you know become that wow. that new group of people because we've got too much of this this in us. Yes, right. But then people were just also like, "This is this is all we know. Right. And our, our blood, our sweat, our tears are in this." this yes. land yes right ma'am. and nobody is telling white people go back to europe like y'all for real go back go to back ireland to europe why mm-hmm. does everybody else to scandinavia have to, have to go and then especially like kind of you know thinking about joshua tree and all these people well i'm i'm just i'm just white passing right mm. because i've got the eighth the eighth of whatever and so sometimes i think about it well i'm like well am i am i just black passing because <laughs> right. probably, <laughs> we probably all have more white or European in us yep. just because yep. of America. I'm gonna start yep. telling people that I'm black um, I'm black, I'm black passing. passing. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like my grandma's white, so I'm black passing. So I would like the privileges that come with being white, right? Because I'm black passing, right? <laughs> right? Right? So tell me, tell me to go back to Ireland. Tell me to go back to like right. why y'all always right. go back to Africa. Like, right. None You're right. None of us are from here. Like only indigenous people should be able to tell anyone. Right. Yeah. That's it. Go Simple. back to where. Go back to where you came from. And for some so reason white, the y'all, came, y'all know. You got the records. You know where you I mean, came you know from. You know where you came it. from. <laughs> No, they holding that flag strong. They holding that flag strong. You know, where your ancestors came from and who they were and what they did. You can trace it back. Go. Go. Why why is it us who has to leave? It's so and so the cognitive dissonance is crazy. Yeah. So I'm torn a lot because I'm like, on some days I do just want to escape. Yeah. And I would Mm. love to be to be somewhere with people who, who just look like me. Right? Like, I don't, I don't even know, I don't even know what that is. So like, you're like, yeah, that would be nice. But then at the same time, it's like, no, this is, this is all I know. It also feels very weird to me to buy land in a place that's not my home and mm-hmm. to profit off of that land. And I know black mm-hmm. people do it and I'm not going to like shit on anyone for doing the thing that they need to do, but it feels But we're talking about white people. No, I, even for, even for me, like to go to like a black nation and buy land oh. there, buy land there with the oh. money that I got in little colonizer America to then live in that place that I am not from, or I don't know if I'm from, feels really wrong to me. That's it feels true. real wrong to me. Yeah, I'm bringing that, col- yeah. like, Janice, I'm with yeah, you, I'm yeah, bringing yeah. that colonizer en- energy and I'm stealing from You're people right. that would have been able to buy that land yeah. at a, at a, at a, a, a equitable price but now i'm driving right. it up because i have that american yeah. money right and i Holy can't crap, it, it, it does not feel good to me it does not feel good to me yeah right that's true there and just yeah it's like no so the only the only option that's is so to stay here and fix fix this or you ain't fixing we ain't we can't fix nothing baby live, you got to let it go uh, this this boil is squeezing out maybe it's the pisces in me but i'm like 
I'm like, maybe I can just fix this little corner that I have. Like, I can't fix this country, but where are the spaces that I can fix things? Um, I mean, you done trained your white friends, so that's that's a step. You know what I'm saying? You right. train them, you know, and you're they gonna have kids. And your black it, friends, so, you know what I'm saying? Suck. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That's true. true. You know, uh, Jimmy's family, I mean, one of his uncles don't talk to him no more because I'm black, bitch. Hey, his bitch ass <laughs> work for NASA. I'm going to call you out, bitch. His bitch ass wow. work. Yeah, he don't. No, nope. when me and Jimmy was dating, <laughs> he don't talk to Jimmy no more. Him and his bitch ass wife, that he, he a rocket scientist, bitch. That ain't shit, bitch. Anyway. That's not, he, this is not the platform for that. However, <laughs> however, you know, like Jimmy's mom, she came from, what is it, Northern California, Northern California, one of the races, you know, Bethel, bitch ass city. Yeah. And um, yeah. you'd never, she would never have thought that Jimmy was going to marry a black woman. Mm. Now, Spanish, yeah, because he grew up in Guatemala, but black, no. But when she met me, it was instantaneous. It was almost like, yo, I just love your spirit, you know? Now, his dad took a little bit of time. Damn. However, like, little by little, like, you know, his sister. Can't nobody fuck with me. She'd fight. She'd be fighting for no reason. She'll she'll come out and get you. His sister and her, and her husband the same. So we're affecting the white people, you know? Person by person, you know what I mean? Like, how does, how does, the, cell, how does the body heal? Cell by cell. Now, you can't even see a cell in regular, you know what I mean, regular light. But once it's healing cell by cell, you're going to, the whole body's going to heal. So I kind of feel like, I kind of sound like an evangelical pastor. Ew. You do sound anyway, like an evangelical. Um, I know. I, I don't want to use tied, that word body. You know what I'm you. saying? You, you want to talk? Okay, my cash app is Shady E like a B. Go ahead and say what you want. Or just go ahead and JinnyMarys.com. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself a jar of shea butter. Anyway, my favorite flavor is Efe. That joint is, it's like chocolate cashmere. Anyway, I digress. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that little by little, I kind of feel like, because it wasn't, because because the fact that I grew, I'm, I was born in 81, because the fact that I grew up in the 80s and I saw the 80s, and this is completely different. That's what gives me hope on top of them, Pisces. But that's what gives me hope mm-hmm. because it's like, yo, y'all was secretly doing shit. You know what I mean? Y'all was y'all was in the Middle East making us think that these were bombers when y'all were the motherfucking cold. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we didn't we didn't know that in the 80s. In the 80s, we were like, yeah, get them, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now we're like, y'all motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel like, okay, if we're like this, I'm a I'm a gen am I a Gen X? Oh, I'm a Gen X. Okay. So if the Gen X is like X, you know what I'm saying? If the Gen X is is realizing that that America's underbelly, uh, America's a bitch, then how about how about the children? How about how about the children of the Gen Z? What I say? Mitt yeah. Romney ain't gonna last forever. His bitch AOC gonna be in there. I'm gonna make sure she stay in there and bring all her people. But I kind of feel like the fact that she's in there gave me a little hope. Gave me, I, I honestly, when Obama got elected, I was like, I was shocked. I, I literally did not think that there would be a black president until like, like 2200. Like, I just really, that's how I saw America. I was like, no, there's just the white people own this land. They're all on the magazines. They're all on the TV shows. Like, how the fuck we watching uh, Friends and all of them is white and we ain't saying nothing. But if all of them were black... And they got and they that from the living color. And they colonized, and they colonized, they colonized that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
So, and you know, so I, I just kind of feel like, you know, in that sense, that empire, not the land America, because the land America, I still feel like living single. Oh, living, I know, in living color. No, but you know Guys, what? My favorite. Yeah. Take my card. <laughs> you know what? My I favorite character. <laughs> anyway, I have, I have a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope because you know things are always changing. Like you know, the Roman Empire, they were a damn nuisance. Where they at? Now I always say that to my. Like my kids, like, you know, just kind of keep our hope. It's y'all that's going to change it, you know. And you're a white friend, you know. I think for me, like, I definitely think Gen Z white people are going to do better than their people above them. But I think I find more hope in the spaces like these because these spaces were not happening. We always had to have white spaces. We always had to use their platforms and, you know, allow them to call us Blashly or touch our hair or do those things. And I feel like these are actually the spaces that are healing. The spaces that are also, like, I feel like in the last probably 20, I'd say 2020, there just even is more healing within other people of color. Like, not even just Black people, but, like, standing in solidarity with Asian people and, like, working through the anti-Blackness and working through... Yes. I I think for me, that is where I'm finding more of the hope that, like, as we talk about race and we talk about anti-Blackness... I feel like so much of my life was centered around black and white people. Mm. And now it's like, how do I talk to my African brothers and sisters about animosity that we had? And how do I talk to mm. my Asian mm-hmm. friends about animosity that we had and like heal collectively? And mm-hmm. I actually think that that is going to be what makes our country better. Oh, and yes. actually bringing oh, yes. indigenous folks oh, to yes. the table instead of erasing them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The people that own the land, the people that got contract with this land, let them speak. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't I can't keep you all forever. I had asked them to think about the choreo poem for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow was enough. Their poem will be if they were to write about being a black woman in America today. So as we we close out, we'll give those (laughs) like mine is for for colored girls who have considered segregation when the melting pot is is too much. Because I do think white people, the worst whites, right, are are acting up right now. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of fears and like this this great replacement theory. And like and it's valid. Like the demographics just are what they are and y'all are losing you're losing power. This country it, it is browning up. And mm-hmm. again, like I said before, like there is there is no way forward where you guys where you stay on top. And you maintain your power and you maintain this authority. Like it it has to, it has to flip. And so even like spaces like this, like I'm honestly, I am all for if the civil war needs to be fought again. Sometimes I'm just like, just, just split it up. Let us go one way. Y'all go the other. They gonna take my Jimmy away though. And just no, no. The people who want to come with us. Oh, okay, yeah. you gotta come. With like us, it's right. not, it's not. Yeah, it's not like black and white, but it's like if you if, if, if you, you want to act right, and if you are okay with you know black people being in power over here, facts, and you are you're here, but you, you don't that's get to good. Involved, you don't get to that's good. You know, you just you just get to live, and we that's good. We set up our systems, and we do whatever. And y'all can live your fantasy over here. But the thing is, like, it's not, it's not going to work because y'all cannot leave us alone. Like, mm-hmm. as much as, you know, stupid Joshua <laughs> Tree, we're, we're just that jealous. That bitch-ass Joshua Tree, I got to research his ass. You guys, 
You he sound, he sound like a bitch. He sound <laughs> like a bitch. There's no him. It's it's hers. You gotta fight. You gotta fight to her. We'll send you. We'll send you the link. We'll send you the essay. And you. But yeah, I just I think there's nothing we've done. All we can do. We've mm-hmm. talked to white people as much as we can yeah. talk to them. Hell if yeah. they don't do their work and they're not doing their work, it's like at some point y'all just got, y'all just gotta get left behind. Like right, like the damn rapture. Yeah, we can't keep waiting for you. And right. so we've just got to just move on and, mm-hmm. you know, live, live our lives, enjoy our lives, because it's literally all we have. And it really does just make them mad. Like, I've just even seen it on Instagram. I'm like, the, the, the white men who come after me, I'm like, you're just so mad. And literally all I'm, I'm just, oh, like, you don't, you don't have to be here. Dude, and... And that guy put a black square up too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a black square. I looked up his account. And I that saw was the black thing square. to do, though. That was the thing. If you ain't put up the black square, you was losing coins. Yep, that was the thing yeah. to do. That was the. I'm not re- like the you was losing right. on the. Um, I don't remember when that was, but when people were starting to yeah. wear safety pins oh, to be like, I'm a safe, I'm safe person, person to talk to. I was like, please. Yeah. But anyway, and so I was like, we can't. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. Like we've tried letting them touch our hair. We've tried being <laughs> being different, being the friendly blacks, right? Try be a yeah. human de-escalation. Like, no, right. I'm different. I can we've yeah. we've tried everything. And it's like y'all are just you're just mad that we're here. And that's right. that's all it is. And there's no mm-hmm. there's no cure for that. There's nothing I can do about that. No. But for those people, y'all just gotta you need to stay over there. Let me be over here. I'm just gonna live my life. Right best i can enjoy it as much right. as i can and be as black because, as you can be yeah yeah black because you're mad you're gonna be mad about it anyway yeah. like right so Blackity i'm like black. you're gonna be miserable black. i might as well have a good time there's no there's no right. point in both of us being miserable yeah so right yeah you gotta cover it yeah I'll let you that's true that. though and, that's true and yeah yeah. I remember G, so, uh, Jimmy's father would always say, Mary, you always talking about race. I said, because America's bitch ass is always is about race. <laughs> I think my poem would be called Four Colored Girls Who Found Themselves. Uh, because so I think a large part of my journey was coming back to who I think I was always supposed to be. And I think for a long time, because of the spaces that I was in, I was trying to be something that I wasn't. Right. That's oh for you, Candace God. Owens. Find yourself, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for you here. That's it. That's it's, space. Space. It's, right. it's the same space if you want to right, you know, talk twice. about. We going to save you down with some dragon's blood before you come on in, but you welcome, baby. <laughs> Give you some Nigerian food. Remember where you come from. Just remind you, wake you, wake you back up. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. oh that's my a good gosh. one. Mm-hmm. That Candace Owens, she gonna uh, come through. Probably in her like last br- yeah. on her last yeah, breath, she'll like come out with a memoir and be like, "How I scammed the United States." Um, <laughs> her memoir that would be yep. excellent. I'll buy that Yo. joint quick and fast. Yeah, bitch, it. you pranked the I whole America. I unless it's free from, unless it's a black publisher, then I, black, in right, that case, right, I buy right. it. Right. <laughs> um, I think my poem. I had been thinking about several titles, but I think the one I'm going to go with is for colored girls who have considered laughter when the rage is just too exhausting. 
Oh, that's so um, good. And I kind of feel like I feel like that resonates with me in multiple areas of life. Like the whole deconstruction thing. Like I came in kind of recently. Like I just kind of happened upon these different personalities in the deconstruction space and very quickly learned that I can't I can't transfer my anger from one place mm. to another place without taking a break. I need a break. Right. So I'm coming from an angry place as a black woman. I'm coming from an angry place as an ex ICOC person. Mm. I'm coming from an angry place in so many different ways that like, you know, I can't, I don't want to find a new thing to be mad about right now. And it's, it's kind of hard because these new things to be mad about are continuously thrown into our faces. Right. I mean, the last couple of weeks, right, right, always, all the time, probably something happening right now. Mm. And I'm realizing very, very um, aggressively, the little I have left, I feel like needs to be laughing. Laughing is my favorite thing to do. That's it. I love making people. That's it. My <laughs> my That's Instagram it. is like full of stupid posts. <laughs> just just, just silliness. <laughs> my whole like anything that I, I do it. save in my Facebook memories is just things that have made me laugh or things about my kids that have made me laugh. I my goal every day is to make somebody give me like either an actual laugh in person or it's on the beautiful. phone or like a laughing emoji in my stories yep. or Crying. something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not, so I'm not a comedian. I'm not, you know, that's not, I don't want it to be my job, but I do, I do want to make it a goal of mine for people to, I guess, remember that joy and laughter is part of the, that resistance and that revolution yep. as well. Like, yeah, we're fighting for equality. Yeah, we're fighting for, you know, our lives. But at the same time, like, we deserve to, we deserve to laugh and smile and like, actually enjoy five minutes right. in our lives. So like, my, my Instagram stories will be like, sad story, sad story, sad story. Laugh for 20 minutes straight. Sad story, sad story. That's how it is right now. But... But yeah, I think that's I think that's what my poem would be titled. I think my poem would be titled Freedom because I kind of feel like what we thought was freedom, you know what I mean? Like that's not really happening, but we're still finding freedom within ourselves, you know? Like we, you know, you know, talking about the Abercrombie, working at Abercrombie, that wasn't free. I was when I was at Wave Church, that wasn't free. Whenever the real Mary would pop out and they would call me ghetto and I'd slurp, slurp it back in. That's not freedom, yeah. <laughs> you know, but now, ooh, I'm free. I'm re like, even though there is a lot of bullshit happening, like within me, like I'm free. I used to be that person that would put Jimmy in the front. He's a white man, put him in the front when we walk in the store because they won't respect me. They, they're not gonna give me good yep. service unless they mm. see your ass. So let me put you in the front and then when you get everything, I'll pop out in the side like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. <laughs> right. But now it's just like, no, let me come in. I'm the black woman. Yes, I'm the goddess, you know, coming in. That's freedom. I kind of feel like, you know, I found freedom regardless of 
the Alfred University was 99% white and or Abercrombie and Fitch and uh, or Wade Church that never putting up black people on stage unless T.D. Jakes was coming to talk. Then you black, get on the stage, come sing real quick. You know, I came from all of that. <laughs> and I, even Caleb says, my 16 year old, he'll say, he'll say, mommy, like, I just love this you because he remembers the other me that was trying. So even in the bullshit that's happening like around me, I've been able to be free within myself and love that part of myself and not hate that part of myself. And I kind of feel like that's what's causing all of this to happen, all this gorgeousness, all this, you know, caramel and and butterscotch and, you know, dark chocolate, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of brownie brittle, you know what I'm saying? With a little wheat. <laughs> so, that's what's allowing this to happen, you know? Because we're just like, fuck y'all motherfuckers, y'all kiss my motherfucking black ass. And I'm divine feminine. You know, like I love that part of us. And I feel like that's what freedom for us, that, that's the freedom that we can access now. And it's it's beautiful. So my poem will be, we free, bitches. <laughs> we free, we free. You know what I'm saying? Cause like the human mind, the human mind is so powerful that we can really choose bondage and just be like, you know what? Cause it's like, like my homeboy, no name. I'm not gonna say his name still was at Wave Church. Still at Wave Church, songing and dancing, songing and dancing. And it got me mad. It was just like, yo, do you not know who you are? Like, what are you doing songing and dancing for Steve? I'm not gonna say bitch ass. <laughs> what are you doing doing that? You're so much more than that. <laughs> You're so much more than that. But he chose that. That's what he chose. And so, and, and, and I know for a fact that he was suffering because he was telling me and Jimmy all of the stories, how he was trying and he was always passed up for a little 12 year old with a little hot smoking wife with blonde hair. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, and, I, and he chose that. That was his, he chose that. But I, I had to leave. I said, y'all crazy as hell, let me leave. And, and I, I was able to just, I was always been myself course within but I let her blast I let her explode all y'all bitches finna get married you know and that's freedom and I think I kind of feel like everyone your highness you got that you know what I'm saying you doing podcasts and Ashley you giving them the motherfucking business you know what I'm saying that's freedom (laughs) and you ain't apologizing about that shit you know what I'm saying this freedom bitch we couldn't do this before we we was feeling bad like oh we don't want to step on anybody's toes i'm stepping on all of y'all motherfucking toes all of y'all motherfuckers amen like i don't that, that, that's it that's it so y'all can't see a from me thank you this was i knew it would be good and yeah i love you part was. two we do I am. janice bring this us time. on every week comic relief every week <laughs> Every week, and just 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 get these motherfuckers mad, especially that big ass Joshua Tree. You want to talk to motherfuckers? Come to my you a you a bitch, bitch. And that is that. And seriously, how good was that? What a treat! This episode was long enough already, and I don't really have anything to add except to say that America really does not deserve black women. And this boil of an empire will probably never do right by us, never show the proper love and appreciation, but you can. If you are lucky enough to have black women in your life, especially if you are a non-black person, be thankful. 
and be obvious about it. Be like Ashley's white friends. Forget the performative shit. Don't post black squares, just pass some green rectangles. And before the next tragedy, before you ask another black person what you can do, ask yourself what you're actually willing to do and willing to lose to bring true balance and justice and equality. And to the black women out there, what a gift you are. You're amazing. Keep going. Keep thriving. The final line of the actual for colored girls is, I found God in myself and I loved her. I loved her fiercely. And I really, really hope that you do. Anyway, I'm Janice Legata. Thank you for joining me. If this has meant anything to you, sparked anything for you, or was just a general good time, hey, let the people know. Rate and review this podcast on Apple and or Spotify. Hit the show notes for all the handles so that you can find, follow, and support Mary, Ashley, and Gael. And ask about me at God Has Not Given on the Gram. Visit my website at JaniceLegata.com for all the links to all the things that I'm working on, other podcasts you can find me on, and ways that you can support. And remember, life is short, so take care of you, be well, and I will talk to you soon. I am an E. I am an E-X. I am an E-X-P-A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A-L. And I don't